Good morning, everyone. It's good to greet you this morning. It's good to be back home. Last week, a number of our uh, men were at uh, the North Shore at our men's retreat, and uh, we had a great time up there. It's great to be out there right next to the ocean and hear the waves crashing and hear the, uh, the sounds of the evening. These guys were snoring. But it was great. We had a great time of uh, fellowship and inspiration. But it's good to be back home. You know, we're, um, we're continuing in our series in the Gospel of John. And uh, it's been a rich time. It's been a good time uh, just to hear the Word of God and to, to see the love of God uh, being displayed throughout the Scripture. So we're going to continue um, in the book of John. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. And as we look into that, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that we can gather together like this as an ohana, as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can sing worship and praise to you. And we thank you, Lord, for being the Almighty God. We ask now that you would open our eyes and open our hearts as we look into your word. May our hearts be open and our minds receptive to your word this day. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 10. I'm just going to be looking at just a few verses here. Um, And we're starting at verse number 11. John chapter 10, starting with verse 11. If you have your Bibles, you can follow along and you can see it up on the big screen as well. Uh, But this whole portion of John chapter 10, it talks about Jesus and it talks about sheep and the shepherd. And uh, so let's start right out at John chapter 10, verse 11. And this is Jesus speaking. So if you have the words of Jesus in red in your Bible, you'll see that kind of this whole passage is, uh, is in red print, or red text. So starting with verse 11. And Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him, and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money, and he doesn't really care about the sheep. And Jesus repeats it again. He says, but I, I am the good shepherd. I know, I know my own sheep, and they know me. And that's what we're going to be focusing on this morning. Jesus knowing us. Now, I'm going to ask you to um, maybe get a little bit out of your comfort zone this morning. I want you to turn to someone, your neighbor. You can stand up if you want to, but you don't have to. And, if, and here's, here's the topic. If you could be any animal in the world, if you could be any animal, what would you be? And why would you choose that animal? So talk to the people around you and share. If you could be any animal in the world, what would it be? And why? Go ahead. Don't be shy. All right. All right, what were some of the animals that you heard? Anyone? Come on, what kind of animals? 
A what? A bird, okay? Anyone else? A turtle? What? A chameleon? Wow, okay. All right. What else? Any other animals? A panther? Oh, a panda, panda bear. A dinosaur. Good job, Bryson. A what? A pet dog? Okay, someone else's pet dog, not your own. So you can send him home when he's hungry. So I've heard things like a pet dog and a panda bear and a tiger and a bird or an eagle. And, um, but you know what? Um, why is that no one has ever said they wanted to be a sheep? Did you hear anyone say sheep? Someone did. Okay. Well, you know, some of these other animals we mentioned, like the tigers or the bears, those are like mascots of uh, sports teams, right? Right? Chicago Bears, Detroit Tigers, right? The Wildcats, Kentucky, Arizona. But I've never seen a mascot of a sport team named a sheep, have you? Unless you count the St. Louis Rams, right? But they're not really a team, right, Bon? But Jesus said, he said, I am the good shepherd. And if Jesus is the shepherd, that makes us his sheep, right? Well, that's not very complimentary towards us, is it? But I don't know how much you know about sheep, and I'm certainly not an expert, but I do know a few things about sheep. Number one, sheep aren't very bright, and they're pretty stubborn, right? Have you ever seen a trained sheep in the zoo or in the circus? No. You can just hear the announcements. The circus is in town. Come see the dancing elephants. Come see the funny monkeys. Come see the trained sheep. (laughs) They're not too bright, are they? They don't listen well. Sheep are also dirty animals. They really are. We usually think of a cuddly sheep. But, you know, other animals like cats, how do they clean themselves? They lick themselves, right? Birds, they find a a puddle of water and they kind of give themselves a little bird bath. But sheep have no way to clean themselves. So if you've ever been around sheep, you know that they're pretty, pretty stinky, pretty dirty, and they get stuff caught in their wool. And they're very wayward. They're, they're prone to wonder. They're following other sheep, even though the other sheep are lost themselves. And they never seem to learn from their mistakes. And sheep are easily frightened and confused. And they've been known to plunge off cliffs in their fear and in their confusion. And sheep are defenseless. And they're dependent upon others to protect them. And they need constant guidance and protection, and direction. So perhaps by implying that we are sheep, Jesus was trying to say something about us too. If you think about us as human beings, I think of myself at times. We aren't always bright, are we? We do some pretty silly things sometimes in life. Sometimes we're stubborn. Sometimes we're frequently prone to to wandering off and following the crowd, whatever's popular at the moment. We follow the crowd of other sheep, even if they 
themselves are heading in the wrong direction. We get easily frightened and confused when the storms of life come and we panic as if there's no one in charge and we run around with our heads cut off. And more often than we care to admit, we are in constant need of guidance and protection. And sometimes this protection is not from outside enemies. Sometimes the protection we need is from ourselves, from our sinful Selfish, stubborn selves. And like a shepherd cares for and protects his flock, Jesus cares for and protects us from the enemy so that we might experience an abundant life in this world, right here, right now, an eternal life in the world to come as well. And that's why Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it to the full, that you might have it abundantly. And so this morning, we're going to look at John chapter 10, verse 14, and Jesus says here, and this is what we're going to focus on this morning. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep. We're going to focus on that word know, K-N-O-W. Jesus says, I know you. I know my own sheep. Isn't it good to know that Jesus knows you? He just doesn't know about you. Of course, he knows how tall you are, what color hair you have, where you were born, how many brothers and sisters you have, where you live. He knows all of that stuff. But he knows you even more than that. He knows you in an even more deeper and intimate way. You know, this kind of knowledge It's not just an intellectual book kind of knowledge that you know about something, but it's a personal knowledge. It's a personal knowledge. It's intimate knowledge. Kind of like I know my my wife, Debbie. Yes, I know all the facts and figures about her, where she was born and where she lives and how many children she has. But I also know her in a very personal way. I know what she's like. I know what she likes, what she dislikes, I know her inclinations. I know her passions. I know her highs and her lows. And it's that kind of knowledge when we say Jesus knows us. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I know my own sheep, he's speaking of this intimate relationship between God and his people. And so this morning, there's just a couple of things I want to tell you that the Lord knows about you. To begin with, the Lord knows your name. He knows your name. John 10, 4 says this. He calls his own sheep by name. He calls his own sheep by name. You see, our name is our identity. It gives us a sense of who we are as an individual. It sets us apart from everyone else our name. There's a story of a little Native American Indian boy, and he went to the medicine man, the chief of the tribe, and he said, oh, wise one, how do we get our names? And so the medicine man said, that is a very good question, my child. Let me tell you about it. When a child is born, 
I'm always at the birth of that child. And I lift the baby up into the sky. And as I do that, I look outside of the teepee. And the first thing I see, that is what I named that child. When your sister was born, I raised her up and I looked out and it was in the evening. And I saw a silver moon. So that's why she's named Silver Moon. When your brother was born, I lifted him up and looked outside and there was a deer running across the horizon. That is why he is called running deer. Why do you ask, pooping dog? (laughs) You like that one, huh? Our name is our identity. It gives us a sense of who we are. It sets us apart from everyone else. See, if you've ever had your identity lost in a maze of the internet or the computer operations or whatever it may be, then you can appreciate the comforting fact that the good shepherd, Jesus, knows each of his sheep by name. You see, it was common It was common for shepherds to have every one of their sheep named. And they were able to distinguish them from each other because of their their markings or because of a peculiar trait. And a shepherd would say, see that sheep over there? The one behind it with with a limp in his walk. His name is Limpy. And then that next one, who has a patch of wool missing off its back. His name is Patch. And that one there with a a patch of wool missing off the top of his head. His name is Thomas. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Thomas. I couldn't resist that one. Then there's the one with a brown mark below its eye, and that's, that's Brownie. And the one closest to us has a small piece torn out of its ear. His name is Tag. But you see, the shepherd knew each by name. The sheep were being personally named by the shepherd. and They had that connection there. You see, when someone knows your name, when a parent gives a name to a child, it has special significance and meaning. And when someone knows your name, you feel like you're valued. You feel better connected. You're just not some anonymous person. You're not just one out of six billion other people on this planet. Our name is so important. Some of you are old enough, you remember that television sitcom called Cheers. It took place in a bar in Boston. And it was like a family there with all of the odd characters. But you remember the theme song. You can probably hum the tune. Some of you may not know the words. But it went something like this. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Now, that's one of the reasons why we ask people to wear a name tag. Because we we value you. We want to get to know your name. We're going to try this. I'm going to ask you again to get out of your comfort zone. And you can stand up. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's okay. I want you to go and find someone that you don't know. And I want you to introduce yourself to them. And I want you to tell them your name and ask them what their name is as well. And then once you know their name, I want you to say, if their name is uh, John, say, good morning, John. 
it's nice to meet you. And then the other person will say the same thing to you and say your name. And then at the end of the service, if you can still remember that person's name, go up to them again at the end of the service and say, it was nice to meet you, John. Have a good day. But intentionally use the person's name. Try that. We'll take a few minutes and do that. Go ahead. Go for it. All right. I've I hope you're able to meet someone new. But how did that how did that feel when someone said good morning and actually said your name? Didn't it make you feel good? Right? And that other person felt good as well. You know, I confess that sometimes I don't remember someone's name and I'm too embarrassed to ask. But the shepherd, the good shepherd, knows every one of his flock by name. And he cares deeply about each and every one of them. In fact, the good shepherd cares so much for the sheep. The Bible tells us that even in the event of an attack, he's willing to sacrifice his life for them. So just remember You are not just another number. You're not just another nameless face to Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd, and he knows each one of us by name. So the good shepherd not only knows our name, and this is the second thing he knows that I'm going to share with you this morning, he also knows our nature. He knows our makeup. He knows what kind of a person we are. And remember, he knows us intimately. He knows us very well. You see, while all sheep are alike in their essential nature, each sheep has its own distinctive characteristics. And the loving shepherd recognizes these traits. You see, one sheep may be, may be afraid of high places. Another sheep may be afraid of dark shadows. And a faithful shepherd will consider all these special needs as he tends to the flock. Have you ever noticed how different the 12 disciples of Jesus were? How they were different from one another? The apostle Peter was impulsive and outspoken. The apostle Thomas was hesitant and doubting. Andrew was a people person who was always bringing somebody to Jesus. While Judas Iscariot wanted to use people in order to get their money for himself. But Jesus knew each of the men personally and individually. And he knew exactly how to deal with each of them. You know, Jesus, our good shepherd, he knows everything about you. 
every single thing about you. How you think, how you react, how you respond, what makes you tick, what makes you ticked off. Jesus knows everything about us. The good, the bad, and even the ugly. Yet he loves us anyway because we matter to him. And he knows you and he knows me more intimately than we even know ourselves. You see, Jesus, the good shepherd, he knows your peculiar habits. He knows your traits and your characteristics. He knows your hopes and he knows your dreams. He knows your passions. He also knows your fears and your insecurities. The ones you share with other people and the ones you don't share with anyone else. He knows our secret fears, our secret doubts, our secret insecurities. He knows what keeps you up at night. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your vulnerabilities. He knows you inside and out. Warts and all. And yet in spite of all that, he still loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3, one of my favorite scripture verses. It says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. No matter what I've done, no matter what I am, Jesus loves me. So the good shepherd not only knows, but he cares. But he cares. And he has great compassion for us. Jesus' care and compassion were illustrated in the parables that Jesus spoke of of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost son. And in the parable of the lost sheep, Jesus explained how much he cares for the sheep when, when one of the sheep out of the hundred was lost. And he went and he left the other 99 behind. And he went and he searched and he searched and he searched for that sheep until he found it. And he brought the sheep back and they celebrated. And common sense would tell us not to leave the 99 sheep for the one. But Jesus cares passionately about even that one lost sheep. And so at one point in your life, perhaps, you were lost yourself. And yet Jesus cared about you enough to come after you, to pursue you, to search for you, to look high and low for you, and found you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here this morning. You see, Jesus cares about you and me. He cares about our lost friends and our family members and people in the community who wander around aimlessly like sheep without a shepherd. He knows you by your name. And he knows you intimately. I'm going to ask Freddie to come to the keyboard. 
And as we think about Jesus knowing our name, as, he think, as we think about Jesus knowing us intimately, we can hear him saying, we can hear him saying, Reggie, you are my child. Tim, I died for you. Tristan, follow me. Walter, let me lead you. And he can go right down every single seat and call you by name and say, I love you. I'm your shepherd. I gave my life for you. I want to protect you. I want to save you. I want to provide a better way for you. And he looks us straight in the eye and calls us by name and tells us how much he loves us. And while it may not always look like God cares for us because of the circumstances we may be in, rest assured that we have not been left behind, that you have not been forgotten. And sometimes you feel like you're alone, that nobody really cares. Nobody really knows my name. Nobody really knows my situation. I'm just alone. But let me remind you this morning, Jesus loves you. And Jesus cares. And Jesus continues to walk in front of us, leading us like the good shepherd. He's not behind us with a whip saying, go on, go on. He's out in front, preparing the way. And he says, come on. Come on, you hear my voice. You recognize me. You're my own. And as he sets the path for us, we hear his voice. We recognize it. We know that he loves us and cares for us. And it's so much easier to follow, follow him like that. And the good shepherd leads us to the still waters. He leads us to the green pastures. He restores our souls and our spirits.